This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Daylin and Eleanor Carson talk about their very different journeys into the Catholic Church. Daylin and Eleanor are being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on air host, Kelly Roper. One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Eleanor is from the countryside between Bison. Bison, is that right? Yeah. And La Crosse, Kansas. She came to Hayes to pursue a degree in art and massage therapy. Dalen is from Stockton, and he came to Hayes to pursue a degree in biology education. The two met through martial arts training and Bible study. Wow, that's that's kind of an odd combination there. Um, they were married in July of 2020. Dalen joined the church in 2019, and Eleanor joined the church this past Easter vigil. So few years there between uh, the two of you actually coming into the church. I'm sure it's going to be just an amazing story that we have for the next hour. I would like to tell all of our listeners, you, I know you're going to want to sit back and listen. Take the hit now. Um, so tell us a little bit about your faith growing up and how it was practiced. We know you're converts into the faith, so give us a little bit, back, bit of background here. Uh, so... I grew up in a very like culturally Christian family, mm -hmm. so there wasn't really any real religious practice within my family. Like, you know, if you ask my parents, "Do you believe in God?" they would say yes, but if you ask them who Saint Paul is, they would have no idea what I'm even talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, so, as a kid, I didn't really go to church. I went occasionally with like a a like a, a friend of the family, but we didn't really have any real religious practice as a kid. And then I actually became an atheist during high school and didn't come to faith until college. Um, for me, I grew up in a non-denominational church, uh, pretty much Baptist. Uh, they just didn't want to call themselves Baptists. We ended up in that church due to kind of my mom's side of the family after my family moved uh, to where they still are in between Bison and La Crosse because uh, my uncle had previously been the pastor at this church, um, and then he was called to another uh, church in Missouri. My dad grew up Lutheran, and my mom, again, pretty much non-denominational, and they ended up choosing, since my mom is definitely the more spiritual leader in my family, we ended up choosing to be in a non-denominational church versus a Lutheran church. Uh, but I was always very active in my church, um, very active in learning about my faith and growing my faith, but of course entirely in a Protestant context. Dalen was uh, actually, his parents just chose to get him baptized as a, as a infant um, in a Methodist church just because they were like, well, that's just what you do. Um, and then I chose to be baptized in my tweens, actually, because my family believed that uh, like you had to be conscious of when you chose to follow the Lord and be baptized. So a little bit different, very different journeys. So I've at least had a faith my entire life, but definitely uh, far from being Catholic. Dalen, did you have anything that you wanted to add to, to just... Um, your background? No, I didn't. I didn't really have much of a background. So yeah, not much just, to add, I guess. I, I'm amazed, an atheist in in mm -hmm. high school, you know. So, and then here you are sitting across from me on Catholic radio. How cool is the power yeah. of God? Yeah, I was actually kind of like reflecting. I was kind of almost like a militant atheist in yeah. high school. Like I would like challenge people, like like why do you believe this? Yeah. And unfortunately, I I met a lot of people that did, did not know their faith very well, and so yeah. I never really got a proper response from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and 
that's really an important point, and I, I have to beg a little bit more, and I apologize if I'm taking a little bit of your time, but, but I have to because it's, it's so strong in my mind right now, the power of Catholic Radio, because so often, you know, 50% of our listeners across, not I don't know what it is specifically in Hayes, but Catholic Radio as a whole around the country, 50% of the listeners are non-Catholics. Mm-hmm. About three... Um, Protestant ministers, you know, not I should say non-Catholic, non-Catholic ministers call Journey Home or Catholic Answers every single day to find out information. Now, we're not talking about just people. We're talking about ministers who call every single day. They can bring in their whole congregation, you know, and it's because of what they're hearing on Catholic Radio. Uh, as a young person, what were your thoughts about Catholics? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's probably a loaded one right there, right? Let's hear about that. Uh, I I guess when I was in, in like middle and high school, I didn't really have too many thoughts about Catholics. I don't think I really knew the difference between different Christian denominations. I was just kind of opposed to it in general. And, and so I don't think I really had any any specific thoughts. They had the most beautiful church in town, I, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I uh, I definitely knew a lot of people that were Catholic, but I guess I I I didn't really I guess see many of the devout Catholics. I would say. Growing up, I was involved in, I was I was homeschooled, but I was still very involved in my community, um, being involved in 4-H. Of course, I was very involved in my church and lots of other community service things like Meals on Wheels and lots of other things where I met many people in my community. And I feel like through the influence from my parents and so on, they didn't, you know, they didn't like, I guess, shun Catholics, but... My parents were just like, oh, those people are Catholic. Mm. Like, you know, they're just very different from us. Yeah. Um, and I had kind of a, I feel like, a, just a general negative view of Catholics because, especially for my parents, my, neither one of my parents drink at all. Yeah. Mostly of just personal, like, choice, but not necessarily, like, they think it's against their faith at all. Mm. But most of the heavy, like, the people that would, like, be at the fairgrounds partying it up at, you know on Saturday night and stuff like that they were they knew that most of those people were catholic mm. but they were more generally culturally catholic not usually the people you would actually see devoutly practicing their faith mm. so i think i got a, a skewed vision of a lot of catholics because the ones that i visually saw because they just happened to be involved in other things i was involved in were mostly people that I would not consider necessarily very devout, that are really p- living their faith. Mm. But they, as many people in many denominations of Christianity, they would still definitely be like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm Catholic, I'm a Christian. Mm. Um, if you ask them, kind of like the same thing of, if you ask Dalen's parents if they're, if, if they're Christian, they would maybe say, yeah. But, but they don't go to church. But it's not strong. Yeah. Um, they have a, a notion of who Jesus is, and that's, a, that's you know, about it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it's hard, too, when our, when our families aren't united in our faith. I, I know that because I'm a convert as well, and, and that it's, it's hard. And, 
And uh, I used to ask my mom about becoming Catholic. She'd say, oh, Kelly, I can't become Catholic because I'm Christian. <laughs> so it got to where I would just wear a shirt that said Catholic and Christian since 33 AD every time <laughs> I went over. And, uh, you know, I think she got the message. And, and uh, you know, but, you know, it, it, it is a little bit difficult when, when others don't necessarily share our faith. And mm-hmm. you guys live that in your own marriage, too. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit as we go through. So tell us a little bit about your journey and the circumstances that brought you to look into Catholicism. I'm going to, again, defer to Dalen first because <laughs> okay. he, he was the first convert. So Yeah, that's true. I joined the church in 2019. So okay. uh, I'll, keep it, I'll keep it short-ish, I suppose. So I was an atheist in high school. I would, I would argue with people a lot about their faith. I was actually kind of deep down wanting them to say something that made sense to me because I, I kind of wanted to be proved wrong. Uh, but that didn't, didn't really happen until college. And then my, my freshman year of college, I kind of felt this kind of tugging on my heart, like like there's something more, there's something I'm missing to life, and I just don't know what it is. And so I, I kind of started looking into religion. Uh, Christianity was like last on the list. So like mm-hmm. it's definitely not Christianity. I was looking at like Buddhism and even like Islam a little bit. Uh, but then I, I opened up a Bible and I, it opened up to Ecclesiastes and I read Ecclesiastes and I like fell in love with the scripture. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. A lot of people don't like Ecclesiastes. It's like too dark or whatever, but I love Ecclesiastes. It's got like a special place in my heart now. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. And uh, a, a, uh, a local in town invited me to his Bible study. And so I started going, and I, I realized pretty quickly there are Christians that know their faith that are very intelligent people. And so I started asking them questions about, you know, what do you believe about this, and why do you believe this? And eventually I came to the point where I became, I guess you call like an intellectual Christian, where I was willing to assent to, to the basic tenets of Christianity. And, and then there was a, a very traumatic experience in my life uh, my girlfriend of three years at the time received a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess w- when you are brought to your lowest point, you either run towards God or away mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. And I ran towards God. So that's Praise when I, be to God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's when I really became like a real Christian. Yeah. And my, my girlfriend's grandfather at the time is a, a very devout Catholic, best Catholic I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, a former Franciscan friar. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talked to me about the faith, and we went to Mass together, and I just, that's really where my faith journey into Catholicism started right there. Beautiful. Wonderful. All right. You want to add anything to that, Eleanor? Yeah. The the man who brought him uh, into faith also is still his best friend. Uh-huh. It's, so, it's so funny because he's like, in his 70s mm-hmm. and I don't say that on the air <laughs> <laughs> he's, thir- he's 37 yeah, oh exactly. gosh <laughs> but uh but he's definitely uh Dalen's best friend and it's uh so f- I think now uh you know we've had have our, have our ups and downs as we've been coming to the church but it's been amazing to to see the resilience of their friendship over over our journey into the faith so I I guess for me <laughs> Dalen is is more or less the person that brought me into the church. I had I guess I don't know, my journey's been very convoluted but like in a way subtle. <laughs> so 
I uh, this is this is the end of my seventh year as a student at Fort Hayes for my undergraduate, and uh, I had taken a national student exchange to Rhode Island for a year, and when I was there, I definitely felt like I, I truly accepted my faith in Christ. Obviously, just in a more Protestant context, but I definitely feel like. I fully accepted that I'm going to follow God wherever he takes me through some very miraculous experiences of showing up in Rhode Island in my Buick with everything I needed for a year. And I, uh, a person I was going to stay with, uh, ended up passing away in a car accident the day before I arrived. Mm -hmm. And uh, then having a lot of support from people I knew through training in uh, Aikido, which is the martial art we both train in that we met through. But uh, had some miraculous experiences of God giving me peace in that moment of I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had zero control over anything. And him putting people in my life at that time that uh, provided me uh, a place to live and uh, ended up showing me, you know, by happenstance, people that I had no clue existed that then became my best friends over that year. And when I came back from that whole year of being away from Hayes and really growing much, much stronger in my general like faith in God, and then coming back to Hayes, it just so happened that uh, Dalen had already been practicing Aikido for a while at that time. So I knew him before I left, but then when I came back, he was still training, but then lo and behold, he was in the same Bible study that I had uh, left here and that I had rejoined with. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, who's this guy? Now I'm my Bible study that I just previously, you know, just trained with and I just knew mm -hmm. vaguely as a, a friend. But, uh, and I, I definitely was kind of a little on fire in my faith when, with coming back. I felt like I had a lot more sensitivity to where the Holy Spirit was taking me. And uh, yeah, I, th I feel like when f falling, falling for Dalen and, uh, w you know, wanting to be part of his life, I kind of started, uh, that was right when he was converting into the church. Um, so it was actually a lot of turmoil for me because I was like, oh my gosh, if I'm, if I'm going to marry this guy, am I going to become Catholic? And, and for me at first, that was a very negative thing, especially because my family was, is, is very, very staunchly Protestant, especially my extended family on my mom's side, um, is very much like we're Protestant Christians. None of them are Catholic at all mm -hmm. um there a lot of my cousins are pastors and a lot of my a lot of my other aunts and uncles and cousins are all i think very devout christians in general they are very wonderful people i love them a lot but none of them are catholic and a lot of them will definitely not take just a like a blind eye to a, a change like that so when i you know, started dating Dalen and I was like, well, he's, you know, coming into the church and I was trying to understand what in the world was going on in his life. I was like, I know that he's experiencing God. I know he's growing in his faith that he, you know, previously didn't have faith. And so I, I was just observing this whole thing, but like my heart was just all torn in so many different places. Cause I was like, well, is there something to this Catholic faith? I don't know. 
so it, it, there was a, just a lot of contemplation over when we were dating and then when we decided to uh, to get engaged because we knew pretty quickly. Of course, Dalen at least encouraged me to attend RCIA and at least check it out. So I went to RCIA for like maybe what, two, two, three weeks? Something like that, yeah. And uh, and then I stopped going. And you married her anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we uh, at the time at the time we actually were like, well, okay, we need to decide to be united in our faith somehow. So we actually became Lutheran together. Yeah. yeah so so I was going through kind of a crisis of faith at the time, and uh, I ended up foolishly uh, leaving the church for for a, a small stint. And then my crisis of faith didn't get better. It actually got much, much worse yeah. for, for a time. And, uh, and then I think I, we'd left the church for like six months or so, and we were attending a Lutheran congregation. And then like there was like this like sudden outpouring of like grace on my heart, where it's like this crisis of faith was over. And, and I knew immediately that I'd made a mistake and that I needed to, to return to the Catholic Church. So, so, so how, did, I mean, how did that come about? That, you know, just one day you just felt pretty strongly that this isn't what you were or was it a build-up i'd say it was it was kind of a build-up i'm not i honestly don't know exactly what caused it it was yeah. it was just kind of this like very strong feeling you know i, I don't have the gift of discerning spirits or anything so i don't yeah. know if it was supernatural or is my own you know in, intellectual uh thing or or what it was but yeah i, I should have i should have stuck with the the holy mother church but yeah. It, it was a maybe it was a good experience for me to go experience something else and to know that well it's it's not as good as what we've got in the Catholic Church. Everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer that God can can take things like that and turn it for good. And and now you're able to to share that experience with others too. We need to take a short break right now, but stay tuned to Divine Mercy Radio. We'll be right back with more from Dalen and Eleanor Carson on Led by the Holy Spirit, their journey into the Catholic Church. We're back on One Body, Stewarding God's Creation. Led by the Holy Spirit. Dalen and Eleanor Carson's journey into the Catholic Church. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. Right now we are talking with Dalen and Eleanor Carlson. What a, a delightful time this is that we get to talk with them about their journey into the Catholic Church. So, you know, we, we've we've told most of your, your background and, and how you kind of were led to the Catholic Church, but there was, uh, you know, about uh, Dalen joined in 2019 and Eleanor just a few weeks ago. So... You know, that's a, a long time to live. Were you married that whole time? When did you get married? Uh, we got married in July of 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That, I had a daughter that did that, too. Mm-hmm. It, that was that was a crazy time, wasn't it? it God was. bless you for realizing the party's not important. We want the sacrament. So God, God bless you for that. Um, so this is a long time that you guys have lived married and not united in the Catholic Church. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so we, like I said, we had both become Lutheran. Uh, we actually 
joined the Lutheran Church, um, specifically Missouri Synod Lutheran, just in time to get, like, we joined the church, and then uh, we got married, like, right after. Um, so we kind of were doing all of our, I guess, intro classes into the Lutheran Church and our marriage counseling with our pastor at the same time. And then uh, we at least received communion in that church at our wedding, mm. like our first communion as Lutherans. And it was, I mean, it was still a beautiful experience. We kind of theologically decided to become Lutheran because it was at least the closest match for where he was in his faith and something that in, my, in a way I was still comfortable with. And especially for me, Communion, or now the now I understand it as the Holy Eucharist, uh, was definitely one of the most compelling things for me. Period, as a Christian, at least growing up in my church, we at least had communion every week. And when I became baptized in my tweens, that was one of the most powerful and most important things to me. Like I was very impacted by it, even if technically in a different. It's you know it's different in a Protestant church versus the Catholic faith, but even in its capacity as a as a Protestant, it was very, very, very powerful for me. So I only wanted to go to any denomination that had that every week when you, you know, every Sunday when you went to church, that was important to me. Um, so the Lutheran Church, at least specifically the Synod we joined, also had that, so it was very uh, powerful for me. Oh gosh, I, I started going off on a track there. <laughs> okay. Through that that time as being like being Lutherans, I feel like I was very content being there because to me that was also still identity wise. I was like, well, my my dad grew up Lutheran, like the same synod Lutheran, and it was very comfortable for me, and my family was very accepting of that. So I was kind of in a comfortable place, but then... But uh, I was not. Yeah, Dalen <laughs> yeah. definitely was not. So I, I came out of kind of my crisis of faith uh, in late 2020, and then I, I kind of knew right away that you know, I'd made a mistake, and so I, I started doing a lot more reading, and uh, I, I wanted to take time to discern it, because I wanted to be 100% sure. Uh, so 2021, I did a lot of reading, especially in the early church, and then... So I, I was pursuing an education degree, and I started student teaching at TMP here in mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. And and pretty much right away, I knew you know I'm I'm ready to come back to the to the Catholic Church. And so I went to confession and 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 rejoined the Catholic Church in full. And then I guess I'll let Eleanor pick up from there. Uh, yeah. So after he was like, I I have to go back. I have to go back. We started attending both our Lutheran church and mass back to back on Sunday mornings. And uh, for me, another, I guess, big sign in my general discernment for where God wanted me to go. um, Actually, before we got married, I had prayed many, many times to God that the place I'm supposed to be, like the church I'm supposed to be in is the place I'm going to cry the most. (laughs) What a sign. And why I asked for that, I don't know. But it was, uh, uh, Dalen got to see me cry a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Because I had cried quite a bit in the Lutheran church. But when I started attending mass with him back to back, it was like we're at our Lutheran service and I'm totally fine. I'm calm. And then we get to mass and suddenly like, like he was kind of like dull 
at the Lutheran service and then we go to directly to mass and suddenly Dalen is like in it he's you can just see how joyful he is mm -hmm. and then I am just like a little way into the mass and I'm fumed and I'm crying while trying to sing and I'm and then as soon as every time as soon as he would hold up uh, the consecrated host, I would just start crying, wow. like every mass. Um, so I don't remember even how many how many weeks we went through that. I don't even know, but I just stopped wearing any makeup <laughs> at, on Sundays because I was like, I know I'm just gonna cry it all off, so it doesn't matter. So I would just, I every time the host was brought up after consecration, I would, I would, I would even tell myself, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna do it. And then I would just start crying. And so I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't know how many weeks we went through that till eventually we were like, in my heart, I was like, okay, God, I get it, I get it. I'm supposed to be Catholic. I'm supposed to be here. And then by the next week, no more tears. Wow. I felt entirely comfortable. I was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm supposed to be. So at least in mass, I suddenly was like, wow, this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, and we, uh, once I decided to enter RCIA, you know, we at least let our pastor at the Lutheran Church know that, like, we, we will be leaving the church. Um, and they were very gracious about it, um, very understanding of, like, that we feel a call from the Holy Spirit, that this is where we're supposed to be. And... Uh, yeah, I, I came crying to uh, Sister Beverly at uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary, um, being like, I know it's a few weeks late in the cycle, but can I join our CIA? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she very graciously uh, accepted me into our CIA. So uh, praise God for that. <laughs> what a what a beautiful, beautiful testimony that is. And, you know, the, the gift of tears, you know, you often hear it referred to as the gift of tears, a gift from the Holy Spirit, you know, that gift of of tears so um what a what a beautiful testimony to to share with us so 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 tell me um you've been you know full-fledged catholics for for a short time so far what are, what have been some of the joys um that you know that you've experienced and you know maybe start with you know your con you were both baptized already so so your confirmation and your eucharist what was what was it like that first time oh he's deferring to me this time oh, you nice. just had it so your memory should be fresh <laughs> that's right? true that's true i'm the fresh one it was it was it was just a beautiful a beautiful experience i i don't know i just i felt so joyful through the whole like confirmation experience thought i actually would have a little bit more nerves i guess being up there but that pretty much all dissipated she had the biggest grin on her face face uh, during confirmation uh. <laughs> yeah i i was very happy to be up there yeah just thinking about it now i'm already like starting to cry a little bit <laughs> But, uh, and actually the saint I chose for my confirmation name is Saint Eligius. He's the patron saint of uh, metalsmiths um, because I plan on continuing to create uh, jewelry. I mm -hmm. am about to graduate in my, with my sculpture degree. But while learning about his life, I, I read a biography and there was a quotation from a close friend of his uh, who also lived a monastic life with him that St. Eligius had the grace for tears. And as soon as I read that, I was like, there that's is. me. Yeah. 
I'm a, I've, I guess as soon as I accepted my, like truly started to feel the Holy Spirit and accept my faith in God, for some reason, yes, ever since then, and this was back, like like I said, early, before Daylin and I started dating, uh, when I was living in Rhode Island for a year, when I had true peace, I just cried and cried and cried, but they were like the happiest tears of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that time, I knew that like tears weren't all bad tears just show strong emotion and that emotion can also be joy so i'm somewhat surprised that i did not cry during confirmation but i definitely was very 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 joyful but i did cry after (laughs) receiving the eucharist for the first time i managed not to cry up there while receiving it but as soon as i got to my pew and knelt down i was crying so but they were they were good tears very good tears yeah receiving the eucharist and just feeling like i am included in that fullness just saying in my heart praising god and saying thanksgiving for that unity beautiful Dalen. anything you want to add to that uh i guess joys for me is is you know having i my, my prayer life is a lot better now uh, having a faith that's logically consistent with the scriptures and with the the testimony of the church fathers and of course the you know the Eucharist every week is such a great blessing and confession too I think confession is kind of overlooked so much because that's like the greatest tool for sanctification that a, a Catholic has in their toolbox I think and I don't know there's a lot of joys of being Catholic I couldn't imagine going anywhere else. So we talked about the joys. Briefly, do we want to talk about uh, the difficulties? And then any advice that you'd like to to give to any of our listeners out there who are thinking about the Catholic Church and, um, you know, any advice that you'd like to give. So that's the last two questions that that we'll kind of wrap up with. Okay. Uh, So difficulties. I'd say one of them for me, at least, is that I feel like I always have to defend my faith from, from others, which is good in that it, it strengthens my faith, right? Because I need to, to know it well. I need to be able, be able to defend it, to, to give the apology. And, uh, but it's also kind of, it almost makes it more difficult to practice it sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm not, it's almost harder to immerse myself into it spiritually. Is it Because, you know, defense of the faith is almost like a, a very intellectual route. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I, I, I want to be able to balance the intellectual and the spiritual together. So that's one of the difficulties. And uh, their difficulty, I guess, is Eleanor's family isn't very pro-Catholic. They're not necessarily anti-Catholic, but they're not, they're not really too about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can talk more about that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think, uh, if you haven't already noticed, Dalen came to the faith slightly through a more intellectual path, and he is definitely a an academic, a studier. You know, he went and read uh, all of the early uh, church letters and church fathers. I don't even know most Protestant pastors who would be willing to go through that research. So I I am always in awe of his gift and ability for that type of learning. I struggle with reading and struggle with researching so I am definitely 
always was very unconfident in this journey of like how am I how am I gonna because I'm like I know my family is going to ask me questions yeah they're going to have rebuttals how in the world do I answer this and that was a huge fear through this and I mean it's it still weighs on my heart because my family is still going to have more questions I was very very blessed to have my mother and my sister both attend uh Easter Vigil this year to see me enter the church, but uh, my mother was very, very confused uh, coming into it because she was like, why is this thing through like three hours long? Why is it in the evening? Why isn't this on Easter day? Because my mother is well informed in her faith as a protestant and so she's going to put forth questions yeah. <laughs> she's not gonna take it at face value <laughs> yeah, that's good that's good but she she is someone that uh will question everything you're gonna do and so that yeah that was really a struggle coming in but i will definitely tell uh say to other people that maybe are in that uncomfortable state of you know, feeling like your family is not going to take this very well. That always, like, ask God for peace in that because he will give you the strength to get through it. And through that very uncomfortable time of feeling like you're abandoning uh, an identity maybe that you knew throughout your life, because that was a big thing for me. Identity-wise, I was like, I'm a Protestant. Like that, that was such a big part of how I saw myself that uh, trying to leave that and be like, no, I'm following God wherever he's going to take me. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not through the denomination. I'm still a Christian. I'm just coming into what the fullness that God has intended for me. Um, and yeah, that just to to not be fearful of maybe maybe family or close friends not fully agreeing but always coming to god and asking where do you want me to be god and knowing that he will you know he'll put people or resources like catholic radio in your life um, to be able to give you the comfort giving you the the knowing that you are where you are supposed to be yeah yeah Beautiful. Really, really beautiful. So for someone who's, you you gave a little bit of advice, you know, to not let, you know, if your family's against it, don't let that hold you back, you know, really go with with where you're being called to. Um, So is there anything else? We only have about five minutes left. Want to give an update, but anything else that you want to share that's on your heart that you'd really like our listeners to know? I guess for me, I guess I would just contemplate what Jesus means when he says that he will build his church on the rock and the mm-hmm. gates of hell will not overcome it. Mm-hmm. And what does that actually mean? Because I think it means that you know, the Holy Spirit will always guide the church. It will never mm-hmm. bind its, its followers to error and that well, God will always be with his church. And I think that's the Catholic church. Yeah. Well, it obviously is. I yeah. mean, you trace it back to Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. so there, there's, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, it says the gates of hell will not prevail against, but it doesn't mean we're not going to hit rough times. And we've certainly seen that. We have absolutely seen that 
you know, throughout throughout the history of the church. I mean, we, you know, in our lifetime, I think we're living in, you know, a very difficult time right now. But when you would look back through the history of the church, there's been other really rough times, other really bad scandals, other really bad things. And yet we still have the Catholic Church, you know, and, and uh, you know, he founded one church. You know, he said, I found a church you know um you are peter and on on uh you you are rock and on this church on on, on this, this rock, rock i you know i go ahead you you got it better than <laughs> i do but but he said a church he didn't say all of these thousands of different denominations there's a church and that church is the catholic church mm-hmm. and and you know we're so grateful that that you all are a part of that i hope that we have some listeners out there that are more seriously considering um the the catholic church and and so if they are listening to you and they are considering it what's their next step what would you say um at least for us some uh great resources have been uh a podcast uh called pints with aquinas mm-hmm. um it's a really uh, it's with uh, the host is Matt Frad. It's out of Steubenville currently, but uh, that's been at least for me. That's been a phenomenal podcast. Uh, you know, it's a little more laid back, conversational, but uh, they he hosts a lot of debates. Has a lot of very. Um, very interesting interviews with both Catholic and Protestant scholars and authors. Uh, it's just it's it's been really great for me, especially as someone who is not as much of a reader. Podcasts uh, have been, and also podcasts from other people that uh, actually Matt Frad was used to work for Catholic Answers, and other podcasts with current or former people at Catholic Answers um, has been a huge resource for me. I'll defer to Dalen on all of the books because the only thing I've managed to read that he has uh, given to me is uh, Rome Sweet Home mm-hmm. by Scott Hahn, uh, which I cried over that book a lot mm-hmm. because I was still in a lot of turmoil. But it, w- it is a fantastic book uh, over uh, he and his wife's conversion story. For Scott Hahn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. Scott Hahn. There's a lot of great introductory books. Uh, Why We're Catholic by Trent Horn. Catholicism by Bishop Robert Barron. I'd also recommend like just reading the early church fathers. These people were trained by the apostles. Yeah, like St. Ignatius of Antioch wrote seven letters on the way to his martyrdom. And he was trained by the apostle John, so we should probably listen yeah. to him, right? Yeah. Uh, especially especially his letter to the Smyrnians when he, he talks about, you know, how the, the Eucharist is truly like the flesh of Jesus who suffered for us on the cross. It's really striking for someone living in like 110 AD, right? Yeah. Excellent. Ah, so good. Surprised by Truth, one of my favorites. You know, I really, um, it's been around a long time, but to read all of the stories of people who entered the church, um, I think that one's a pretty powerful one, too. We want to say a huge thank you to uh, our current guests, and we'll ask you, would you lead us in a prayer? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God. We praise you for all of the blessings you've given us and the blessing that Catholic Radio is um, to us and many others in your church. Please help those uh, that feel the call to share, whether it be financially or whether it be maybe you're out there and you're another guest that uh, you might want to come on and share a story of your faith. Lord, we just, we bless those future people. Um, we bless the current people who are um, sharing what you have given them. Please help us have peace throughout today and through all our days. In your name, 
Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Folks, eternity is not seen. Neither are these airwaves. But if you can support these radio waves and help save souls for eternity, then please go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate, where your donation will be seen and appreciated. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio 105.7 KMDG Hayes, 101.7 KJDM Lindsborg Salina, 88.1 KRTT Grape Bend and 88.1 KVDM Hayes. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. <laughs>